You're listening to the MoneyWeb SAFM Market Update Podcast. The wonderful thing about Property Tuesdays is we can go from one property segment to another, from listed properties to unlisted properties, to homes and investment properties. And we're taking a look at that in our property feature today as well. Uh, We're looking at the current space if we look at local property markets, whether it's a good time to buy local properties, whether it's a good time to invest if you're an investor in properties. And helping me with that discussion is uh, Renier Creek, who is uh, the managing director at Sentinel homes. Uh, Good evening, Renier. Thanks so much for taking the time. Let's start with an overview of the property space, particularly where we look at home properties, um, residential properties, and the uh, investment property landscape. That obviously has been a difficult time over the last couple of months with elevated interest rates and other factors that have been in that space. Where's the space now? Are we seeing that there's a bit more sentiment or a bit better sentiment around that? Yeah, so Jimmy, I after we emerged from the COVID lockdown, there was a bit of a property boom. The market activity picked up quite significantly after a significant drop was experienced, obviously, in 2020 when the deeds offices were closed and people were, were confined to their homes. Um, the market, um, to give you an idea, in the, the residential sales registered for 2019 was about 177,000. That dropped to about 138,000 in 2020, the first year of the lockdown, and then ramped up quite significantly to about 211,000 in 2021. Since that peak, we've seen a steady decline. And for 2023, about 167,000 residential transactions were registered in the deeds offices, which is about 5% lower than the 2019 volume. And so what happened is as interest rates were low and people were obviously confined to their homes and grew tired of, you know, that little crack in the wall that previously were, it was only a passing niggle they would see on their, on their way to work in the morning. It became something that bothered them or their lack of a lawn bothered them or whatever. And people got out and they bought, they bought properties uh, in 2021 and took advantage of the low interest rates. And obviously, they had the tailwind of their frustrations uh, having been pent up. And now the market has obviously turned given that the interest rate has been increased by 475 basis points since its low point. Uh, and that's where we are at the moment. The, the smart money is in the market, but the demand is dampened. And obviously sellers are trying to keep their properties out the market because they read the newspapers too. And we haven't seen a, a very significant influx of distressed property selling yet. So for the moment, uh, both listings and and successful deal conclusion is a, is a scarce phenomenon in the market. Mm. Renier, when you say smart money, what are you referring to? I mean, obviously, there are uh, individuals within the space that uh, not only buy for themselves, but I imagine uh, that would look for really good value properties and properties that they might be able to sell. Uh, what do we mean when we look at smart money in the market? So I, I think there are a couple of trends here that we can notice. The first is that currently the, the people who are buying property uh, are, are accepting finance offers with much lower deposits, which means that as a general principle, these are, are richer people, people who have more money or savings uh, and have been biding their time to enter the market. And also we can see the reducing um, rates at, at which banks are quoting mortgages to these people. Um, so that coupled with a dampened sort of selling environment, the dampened transaction volumes, is an indication to me that the people who are buying are people who have held out and are now following Mr. Buffett's advice and being greedy when others are fearful uh, and buying at what is definitely probably the low point of the market uh, at the moment. It's not a catastrophic low point. There's still significant volume, 
Uh, it's just this is probably going to be the bottom turning point of the market. And so if you want to time your property purchase, you probably do it now, right? So what I mean by the smart money is I mean the people who are trying to time it are in the market as far as I'm concerned mm. uh, or as far as I can see from the statistics. But there are also other, a couple of other statistics as well. I mean, there's been a marked increase in co-buying, you know, where people buy together with someone who's not a spouse. And obviously, those people have also, you know, teamed up with a friend or a business partner to make a, a, an investment decision. And then we can also see an increase in the demand for uh, rental properties at the moment as people change their life circumstances, but they don't want to commit to a purchase, given the uncertainty of the election and also the high point of the interest rate cycle. So they're opting to rent instead. And very clearly, uh, the buy-to-let market has been given a bit of impetus by this. Most notably in the Western Cape, where it's also where this trend is, is further fueled by the fact that it's a prime immigration destination, which is also a long-standing trend in the market. Mm. Renier, you mentioned the, the, the co-buying thing, and that's quite interesting that you're saying that people are co-buying and not necessarily with their partners. People are co-buying with business partners as opposed to life partners, and banks seemingly have also become more accommodative of this structure. Is this something that's making uh, homes more affordable or making investments uh, more affordable, saying, look, instead of putting up the full amount or taking on the full debt responsibility by myself, we can split this amongst uh, a few like minded individuals or have a common goal towards this yeah spreading the risk around i mean that's always a sensible strategy and if you want to invest say in a property and you can only afford to buy one now then you're 100 percent exposed as far as risk is concerned to the downside of only that one property but if you have five friends who are similarly placed and can only afford to buy one investment properties and in, instead you you buy all five together then each of you shares in the risk uh, in each of the five property properties that have been bought which obviously is an is a marked reduction in the in the risk exposure so i mean that's a a smart move if if you can only buy one property or even if you're buying your 10th property your marginal exposure to risk is lower if you have someone who's co-buying with you and definitely that is a feature of the market it might also coincide with a demographic trend which is that people are putting off getting married i haven't seen statistics that tell me that that is the case but if i speak anecdotally it seems as though people are starting to get married a little bit later uh, than we have seen historically or opting for family arrangements that are non-traditional and so might might not include marriage. And so this co-buying trend might also be an expression of that being in, on the increase demographically. You know that people um, that people are, are buying with people who they're not necessarily married to, but who are their life partner or who they intend to be uh, cohabiting with. Mm. Renier, a lot of these things at the moment seem to be on hold. I mean, we're seeing that even though there is a lot of consideration in the market, there you, you touched on something around elections, and I wonder if the buyers in the market are saying we want to see a couple of things happen or a couple of things change first before we then commit to uh, these buys or, or these things. Are you, do you think things like uh, interest rates and the elections are factors where buyers are saying we will wait a bit before committing to a long-term purchase? Yeah, I think there's a lot of adverse consumer sentiment at the moment. I mean, if every time you drive to work, you encounter six potholes and the power goes down three times a day, you know, you've been waiting for uh, something that's imported and it can't clear the ports because of the logistics backlog and the economy is sort of stagnant and the interest rates are very high. And then adding to that the additional uncertainty of an election, which has historically always dampened consumer spirits because it's, it's an uncertain thing. And you add to that the likelihood that this year we, we're we probably going to have an election outcome that leads to us being governed by a coalition for the first time at a national level 
um, that that's definitely going to cause um, many consumers a bit of pause um, as they you know wait it out and look and see, uh, which is the natural response I think to these kinds of things. Um, and uh, historically, we've also seen that before the previous elections, you know, large outflows of cash out the country and and uh, and lower um, fixed capital formation and all the other things uh, that that make the economy go boom. Um, so uh, once I think the my my I'm I'm tentatively optimistic about the outcome of the election, uh, and I think that you know in order for things to to change in the country in the direction of the better or, or the worse outcomes, there needs to be a change, right? So we need to roll the dice on the change. I'm tentatively optimistic, and I think if what I'm expecting happens, then uh, then you know people will sigh uh, in relief and and resume their normal economic activity. Uh, coupled with that, the likelihood that in sort of May or June. Uh, the MPC will reduce the interest rate because of, of uh, softening inflation numbers, then um, those two things taken together uh, are likely to pierce the, the damn wall of the pent-up demand for property that is building up in the background uh, as we speak. So we could see a buyer's market coming out in 2024. We'll have to leave the conversation there. Thanks so much, Renier. That's Renier Kriku, is the Managing Director at Sentinel Homes, sharing his thoughts around the residential property space in South Africa, where the pent-up demand is sitting and what it's going to take to get it off the ground. You've been listening to another MoneyWeb SAFM Market Update podcast, uploaded weekdays at 7 p.m. For more MoneyWeb podcasts, go to moneyweb.co.za or the app and follow MoneyWeb News for daily updates.